Can you think of best occupations for a woman? Are they to be decided by a man or the woman herself? What happens when a woman slowly extricates herself from the clutches of patriarchy and takes charge of her own life? Hello everyone, welcome back to books.com litgyan and today's review is a modern day epic centering on a working class woman struggling against social stigma. Continuing with the translation series, today I have brought you the Malayalam book Arachar written by K.R. Meera which was translated by J. Devika as Hangwoman Everyone Loves a Good Hanging in 2014. K.R. Meera draws deeply from the well of women in India's past, attempting to give voice to all the countless women whose stories have been silenced over the years from the snake goddesses to warrior queens, scholars to science fiction visionaries. It was originally serialized in Madhyamam Weekly in continuous 53 volumes and later published as a book in 2012. This book brought home to me yet again how many gems we have in regional languages in India and how invaluable translators are without whom these treasures would be lost to most of us. This is Chetna's story, a 22-year-old who is born in Gridmalik clan of Chitpur, whose family members have been hangmen even before the birth of Christ and they are mighty proud of it. Chetna herself was once a bright young student who passed her higher secondary with flying grades but afterwards had to abandon her hopes of higher education considering their family's impoverished circumstances. Her father Panibhushan Grid Malik is in his 80s. He is a self-professed veteran of 451 hangings. Other than the father and daughter, their household consists of Chetna's mother, her paternal grandmother, her paternal uncle, his wife and their two little children as well as her older brother Ramuda, a quadruple amputee. His limbs had been hacked off by the revengeful father of Amritya Ghosh who was hanged by Panibhushan. Chetna's life is spent surrounded by stories of long-deceased ancestors, old newspaper clippings of her father's hangings and the funeral pyre ashes that fill her street. The pride they harbour about their profession borders on arrogance. Chetna is yet to experience this sense of power surge through her blood. Her otherwise humdrum life is thrown into tumult when her father Panida gets keen to rope her into the family business. He is growing old and when a rare opportunity of hanging Jatindranath Banerjee comes along, now, this Jatindranath Banerjee is sentenced to death on counts of molestation and murder of minor girl. Panida is cunning enough to let the government know that he won't commit to this job unless he is compensated for it handsomely and his daughter gets a job as a hangwoman. Thus, the mantle of hangman is thrust upon Chetna's shoulders. Chetna has hanging in her blood because she came out of her mother's womb tying a noose with her umbilical cord. She gains the dubious distinction of becoming the world's first woman executioner or hangwoman. This makes Chetna an overnight celebrity. TV channels and reporters clamour over each other to get a statement out of her. Imagine how a poor girl like Chetna would feel when she suddenly finds herself caught up in a whirlwind of celebrity, controversy and romance. The most cunning and ruthless among them is Sanjeev Kumar Mitra, a reporter who would go to any lengths to catch hold of a profitable story. 
and he is entirely immune to shame and guilt for he believes that the end justifies the means apart from planting a seed in chetna's father's head he throws a noose around her heart now chetna is stricken not knowing if she loves him or hates him that sets the tone of the narrator let's talk about the characters the characters are hauntingly well etched and a special mention must be made of presently kolkata as it is also a tangible character in the story we see vivid descriptions of purulia chitpur sonagachi and nimitala's crematorium in fact most of the events happen in the vicinity of the nimitala ghat where death is perpetually present from the smell of the burning funeral pyres or the endless procession of hearses death looms in the background all the times in every page leaving a dark trail through the novel but even something gruesome and depressing as hanging and death the details of the dead is dealt with elegantly kr mira weaves a beautifully morose yet hypnotic narrative which manages to keep you engaged despite the repetitive references to death and nihilism it shocks but doesn't disgust coming to the protagonist chetna she is not supernatural or extraordinary but as normal as any one of us she has her faults and shortcomings but the most important factor is that she is completely believable in her mira has created a strong yet fallible character the injustice of the world around her the way she is treated as if she has no say in her life makes her react in some bizarre ways that are unpredictable and shocking all the while her soul being tormented between love and hate chetna is hailed as symbol of strength and self respect for women but in reality she is just a cog in the machinations of men around her she is hurled into a whirlpool of media frenzy amidst which she tries to make sense of her own awakening sexuality she questions her own ability to execute a condemned man and watches as a family is hit by a series of tragedies while dealing with her fluctuating feelings of love loss desperation hopelessness helplessness hate rage and seething anger at the seemingly unfair hand of fate and life it's not just the hangwoman we read about it's also about all those before her who moved through their times so it all culminates in a single moment when she has to decide whether or not to pull the lever as the story progresses she is hardened further and further by the atrocity she faces more and more until she herself becomes the personification of feminism that is strong enough to ward off all advances made by the patriarchy it is the lone battle she wages against the patriarchal society she lives in the man she loves her family from the father to her mother and her grandmother but most of all she wages this battle against herself to not succumb to her fears and her weaknesses but to emerge above it i'm sure all women will relate to chetna and men will hopefully understand why this is so the various moments she goes through from may 18th till june 24th the day of execution is written in a lyrical process that hits you hard though the protagonist is a woman the prime target of kr mira is patriarchy Chetna is quite frequently affected by it and falls into the depths of despair. Decisions are made for her. She is made to do things that are good for her. Not once is she consulted when her life decisions are made. Her father is the prime culprit. He believes is acting for her goodwill. 
he also firmly believes that she is not capable of making these decisions herself mostly because she is a woman but if the entirety of the patriarchy is to be rolled into one and personified then that would be sanjeev kumar mitra he embodies every injustice that women have faced solely because of the gender he molests chetna belittles her makes decisions on her behalf invades her personal space and shrugs all these off as if they are all perfectly normal so fathers desire to be revered as gods lovers bring into bed the baggage of skewed power dynamics and husbands demand unending reserves of support despite their own failings as chetna bitterly observes every one demanded worship not one could prove he deserved it but then patriarchy is everywhere at home at work at schools and colleges in the movies we watch in the sports we love it's present in the voice of every man who wants to protect women so it soothed me when meera through her seminal work hang woman tied a perfect noose around the bloated neck of patriarchy placed the rope perfectly on its c2 vertebra and fearlessly pulled the lever sending it crashing down to be motionlessly dead in 20 seconds flat Chetna shrugs aside her tyrant father and her sleek, brutal, unscrupulous lover. She flounders at first but then slowly extricates herself and takes charge of her own life. As a woman who's at equal ease under the harsh lights of a TV studio as she is fashioning a noose or embracing the man who she is to execute in a few hours, Chetna becomes a symbol of woman empowerment. To all men who ask, aren't women too emotional to kill a man? Chetna's calm composure, constant smile and her mentioning how easy it is to kill a man is shocking and when they see her with the nose it gives them a fear of life. The narration is eccentric and complex. In the beginning of every chapter you are bombarded with a myriad of stories, legends, myths and history about the Grid Malik ancestors. Within the main plot there are 45 to 50 short stories about hanging and death. even as an indian with the ability to distinguish and pronounce names and terms the sheer count of stories thrown in this book is suffocating at one point i was unable to keep up with the huge number of maliks who were hangmen at various points of history while it was enjoyable to begin with especially the stories of pingalakshmi and uh, manasa gives you goosebumps but it put me off when they interrupt the wonderful story that was unfurling in the present but this again is a minor quibble as the storytelling is magnificent the narrative dances between two types of killing one by the state and one by the social deviants the narrator who's also the protagonist of the story does not take sides it seems as though chetna just wants us to see it as it is through her eyes The final quarter contains some beautifully written scenes of Chetna's moments of self-realization that have lot to offer to the contemporary battles of feminism in India. The plot keeps swinging like a pendulum between the past and the present. These stories alternate with current events in the novel and form a wonderfully layered narrative thick with symbolism. K R Meera lavishly uses symbolism in these 52 chapters and each chapter is rich with a story from the history of Bengal. I was surprised to know that the author was never a resident of Kolkata and she merely visited the city a couple of times for the sake of the book but it doesn't read like that the book has covered Kolkata in all its glories the glimpses we get of bengali way of life is hard hitting and the imagery is unforgettable i would say unbelievable descriptions of kolkata coming from a malayalam writer 
imagination is at its best in the novel. The novel also deals with centuries-old questions about gender, desire, class differences, duty and power, poverty, society, media manipulation, love, sex, death, life, karma, faith, life after death and is a study of the place of a woman in today's society. The intensity of this book is sometimes overwhelming but even when you feel you can't bear to read another word, you just can't set the book aside. The most shocking of all were the scenes related to the hanging of prisoners. The precision and detailing of the way of the noose is made according to the person's body weight and height and the way it should be tied around a person's neck were amazing. It shows the amount of research that has gone into writing this book. The illustrations by Bhaganath on other side are simply too good to be passed by. I would like to say a word about the translation. From experience, I know how difficult translation is and how easy it is for the translated text to sound lofty. To translate a novel of this complexity and depth and to do justice to it is a remarkable achievement. Except for a handful of unwieldy sentences in the beginning of the novel, the rest of the novel flows smoothly. All credits to J. Devikam. Borrowing a metaphor from the novel, reading the book felt like I had been subjected to a hangman's noose myself. According to noted literary critic M. Leelawati, Arachar is one of the best literary works produced in Malayalam and follows the legacy of O.V. Vijayan's classical work Kasa Kinte Itihasam. Capital punishment is a sensitive question. Do you think it is allowable for the state to kill somebody? Surprisingly, the ethics of capital punishment is not discussed openly in this book. Rather, the author cleverly presents it as question and answer session during Chetna's TV show. Her father's bombastic speeches to journalists justifying it and opinions of various characters, both pros and con. I'm reminded of Kamal Hassan's movie Virumandi where this topic was discussed with better nuance, even though that was not the focus of the movie. But another question raised is why just these people? The execution of murderers such as Jatindranath Banerjee is carried out in pomp with all the media attention. But what about the countless other murders, crimes and offences carried out by multitudes who never even get caught or by those who are in power? It's not just that the death penalty is inhuman. It fails to serve the very purpose it was instituted in the first place. This story raises many questions within us. Is justice involving the taking of a human life justified? Is killing by the state murder or justice? Will you call this punishment justice or revenge? Is capital punishment a deterrent for crimes? All these are difficult questions and most of us shy away from these, including me. But they have to be asked at some point and Mira does it. However, it is not a political polemic, but more than that. Some books have to be read, others have to be experienced. This book falls under the latter category. K.R. Meera's Hangwoman is a complex and detailed saga of a woman who breaks free from the clutches of a controlling father, overcomes the manipulation of a man she both desires and detests and comes into her own. This book is not a breezy read. It's laced with hard and bitter truths about the struggles and life of a poor woman in India. It was a difficult read because of extreme negativity of characters. I had many sleepless nights due to this. But despite that, I could read something beautiful between the lines. We do not make history, we are made by history. Martin Luther King's this quote sums up Chetna's life for never before has there been a hangwoman anywhere. 
In these 552 pages, there are many quotable lines, but my favorite one is, it's not women who fear history, it's history that fears women. That's why there are so few of them in it. The whole idea of a career as an executioner is an appalling one, isn't it? And in a society where men dictate what a woman should do with her life, her body and her home, will Chetna be successful in executing her duty of perfectly tightening the noose? Hope you liked my review. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple, please do rate and review our show. And you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube to share your comments and book suggestions. You can also write to me at books.com by subhashni at gmail.com. Thank you for staying tuned till the end. See you in the next episode of books.com. Till then, sayonara. Sayonara.